and we are recording in progress recording with mr micah dank who's been on here uh, a couple times before you can go to the description you can find the links to all of his stuff go follow his twitter today is sunday march 26 2023 at 5 6 p.m eastern time and guys if you want to support the podcast you're on rumble click the little red button for locals you can go for like a buck a month or five bucks a month or whatever it is Get exclusive content, keep the show independent, and uh, use promo code Tommy. I think you can try it out for free. But Mr. Dank is, uh, I think, I believe we're talking about Revelations, and I think 9-11, but that's about as much as I know, and I always enjoy the talks with you because I just get to sit back and watch. So take it away, man. Thank you. Okay, so it's not Revelation and 9-11. It is Revelation, Satan, Lucifer, Baphomet, and Hell. Hell. I'm going to demystify it all for you guys. Let's do it. All right, so let me share. Give me a sec. Let me know. I can't see it yet. It just says screen share, but I can't see. Oh, there we go. Okay, I can see it. We're good? Yep. All right. So here's what I'm going to do, guys, if you're new. And I know a lot of you have heard about me or seen me on other podcasts. Uh, I don't know anybody that does more podcasts than me. I'm going on like 650 in the last two and a half years. Um, But uh, yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach you guys the 12 signs of the Zodiac. And in each sign, there's going to be some keywords that relate to the sign. And then what we're going to do when we're done with the 12 is I'm going to take the book of Revelation and I'm going to show you those key words, and we're going to make patterns in the sky. Okay? Uh, so that's that. what we're going to do. So let's start with this first sign, Aquarius. The first sign I talk about is Aquarius, which is represented by the man with the water pitcher. goes back to the Zeus and – well, it's not Zeus and Aquarius. It's Zeus and the young boy. So Zeus saw a 14-year-old young boy on Earth, uh, blonde-haired, blue-eyed young boy on Earth, and he wanted him in heaven. But the boy's dad wouldn't let him. So Zeus ends up bargaining with the dad, gives him land, money, animals, all that kind of stuff. Boy goes up to heaven. While he's in heaven, just like in this picture, he's feeding all the gods out of this water pitcher, something called ambrosia, which is the nectar of the gods. It's what the gods used to drink. And he's doing this day in and day in and day in. And then he just gets fed up one day of doing this. So he goes to the side of heaven with the water pitcher, pours it out, just like in this picture. And it causes the flood on Earth. And that's where the Greeks get their flood story from. Now, Zeus, who's usually a very sexually deviant slash angry god, uh, was going to punish him. But in a moment of self-reflection, which is rare for Zeus, um, Zeus basically realizes, I brought the boy up to heaven. I did all this stuff, and I probably shouldn't have. So instead of punishing him, he doesn't send him back to Earth. But what he does is he immortalizes him as the constellation Aquarius. So there's keywords. Look at this picture. The son of man or man, because Aquarius is the sign of the man, whereas Virgo is the sign of the woman. Baptism, because this is how you baptize someone. Water pitcher, because this is a water pitcher. Fountain, a lot of fountains are built like this. Stream, river, pond, lake, ocean, sea. These are water bodies. Because there's water in this picture, they use it to encode Aquarius as water. Now, Aquarius is actually an air sign. Not to go too deep into astrology, Aquarius is actually an air sign. However, um, because there's water in it, they used it. Now, Pisces is a mutable water sign. It's the sign of the two fish in the water. So all the water examples still, still go on. 
Now, the way that you know if they're talking about water Aquarius or water Pisces is the patterns they make in the heavens. And we'll get to that. So Aries is the ram. And in Aries, you have March 21st, which is the spring equinox, which literally just happened five days ago. What happened five days ago, the reason it's such a special day is because it's a 12-hour day. It's a perfect evenly split. And also, you have the Passover, which takes place in Aries. There's three different kinds of Passover. The first Passover is astrotheologically what happens on March 21st, is the sun crosses the equator, and it starts to make its way back up to the height in the summer solstice. This is when things get warm, things start to grow, everybody's happy. In Christianity, the passing over is changed, and it's called the resurrection of God's son, because you have Easter during Aries. Now, in Judaism, you have the Passover also, which is when the angel of death passes over all the houses in Egypt. And anyone that doesn't have the ram, uh, or the lamb, actually, the lamb is actually a baby ram. You can look that up. Uh, the lamb's blood smeared on the doorpost, signifying they're the people of Aries. Their firstborn sons get killed. So the key words for Aries are ram, lamb, shepherd, or ram's horn. Taurus is the bull. And when you look at the sky and you see Taurus during the season where it's supposed to be, you know that you need to put the plow on the bull so that you can plant the seeds so you can harvest in Virgo and Libra. So whenever you hear bull, ox, calf, or cow, cow is the female bull. You're talking about Taurus. But Gemini is the twins. It's the story of Castor and Pollux Troy, whose sister was Helen of Troy. It's the story of Achilles. So whenever you hear twins or brothers, you're talking about Gemini. Now, cancer is the crab, and it's the sideways-moving creature. So that's very important, the reason cancer is the crab, because that's what the sun does. So can you still see me on the screen? Yep. All right, so here's what the sun does. I'm going to use my uh, my little nicotine pouches here. Okay, so what the sun does is this is on December 25th. The sun rises a degree on its axis. On the 26th, another degree. On the 27th, another degree. Every day it rises an additional degree. What that means for us is the days get longer and the nights get shorter. When it hits June 21st, that's the summer solstice. That's in Cancer. It's the first day of Cancer. What happens when it hits the summer solstice is it's the longest day of the year and the shortest night of the year. What happens then is it doesn't rise an additional degree or lower a degree. What it does is like the crab walking sideways, the sun walks sideways for three days. It stays at that light. Then what happens is on June 25th, it'll lower a degree. Now the 26th, another degree, 27, another degree, and it keeps doing this. Now the days are getting shorter and the nights are getting longer. It's the duality. So what basically happens is on December 21st, the sun is at its lowest point. The ancients would look out into the sky and they would notice on December 21st that the sun didn't crack the horizon. So they would say God's sun was dead. And then just like the crab, it walks sideways for three days. It stays at that height. So now God's sun is dead for three days. Whereas on December 25th, or the birth of every ancient god that you guys have probably seen, even if you're not that deeply into this kind of stuff, you know that all the ancient gods are born on December 25th. That's why, because the sun comes back to life. The only begotten sun, the light of the world, is born again. So that's where all this stuff comes from. So the crab in the ancient Egyptian time was known as the scarab, the beetle. So whenever you hear crab or beetle, you're talking about cancer. Next is Leo. Leo is the king. He's the lion. He's the king of the jungle, the king of the savannah, whatever you want to call it. Now, the ruling planet of Leo is actually the sun. 
So remember, the sun is at its height in Cancer. And Leo actually rules, I mean, sorry, the sun actually rules Leo. So Cancer and Leo, those summer months, that's the glory of heaven. That's the glory of heaven. That's when the sun is is doing everything. That's when Jesus is is going to work and everything is just wonderful. So you're talking about lion, lioness, or cub for Leo. Now, Virgo is the woman holding the stalk of wheat. And remember before when we said that you plant in Taurus, as above, so below in Taurus, you look at the sky, you see the bull, you put the plow on the bull. Whereas we have John Deere equipment and all that kind of stuff right now that, um, that does that. But thousands of years ago, they had the bull. That's what they had to use. So as above, so below, you see the bull, you put the plow on the bull, you plant. Then fast forward to Virgo. This is when the virgins would cultivate the wheat in Virgo in order to make the bread for the year. Um, whenever you hear virgin or woman, because Virgo is the sign of the woman, wheat, grain, seed, barley, corn, you can check all this stuff is, is uh, harvested in Virgo. They're talking about Virgo. Incidentally, the wheat makes the bread and the barley makes the beer. Next is Libra, which, if it'll load, Libra is the justice. It's the scales. It's the balance. It's the just one. The reason it's the justice is because it judges God's son as it passes over the fall equinox and begins its descent into winter, into cold, into death. The Jews always celebrate the new year around the fall equinox. It's called Rosh Hashanah. And eight days after Rosh Hashanah, there's a day called Yom Kippur, which in Hebrew is the day of judgment well of course the day of judgment has to happen in libra that's the judge that's the justice that's when the jews go to temple they fast and they don't drink all day and they pray that god's going to keep them in the book of life or write their name in the book of life for another year libra is also wine season so anybody that knows this um and i've talked to some people who um who who worked for uh, vineyards you know this, is that during September, October, that's when you harvest the grapes and crush the wine. Libra is also olive oil season. So you pick the olives during Libra in September, October, and you make the oil. So law, wine, and olive oil. Law, judge, justice, the just one, divorce, marriage, court, wine, vineyard, wine press, olive oil or olive oil, that's Libra. Scorpio is the scorpion. He is the betrayal. When a scorpion bites you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like a pair of lips. It's why the mafia has the kiss of death. See, basically, the scorpion would bite you, and then you'd rip the scorpion off, or, or it would rot scary off. And there would be a set of lips on you, but it's full of poison. So that's the metaphorical betrayal. And it's also why Jesus was betrayed by Judas with the kiss. He could have betrayed him any other way, but Judas represents Scorpio. Each one of the 12 disciples correlates with one of the 12 zodiac signs. So the sun is judged in Libra, and it's betrayed in Scorpio. And then finally in Sagittarius, this is where the man on the horse with the bow and the arrow shoots the sun and inflicts further punishment on the sun. This is where the sun dies. Why? Because the last day of Sagittarius is December 21st, and I mentioned to you God's sun was dead. That is the longest night of the year, the shortest day of the year. Then it walks sideways for three days like the crab in Cancer, and then it comes back to life December 25th in Capricorn. So whenever you hear horse, bow and arrow, spear, or horseman, you're talking about Sagittarius. And then finally you have Capricorn, who's the goat because he likes to climb the mountain. So if you look at the zodiac wheel on the right, everyone, Capricorn's all the way at the bottom, okay? That's the winter solstice. 
If you start walking to the left a degree a day alongside this wheel as the sun rises to its height in Cancer, right at the tippy top, that's, um, that's the summer solstice. And at the bottom, that's the winter solstice. And then the equinoxes are right in the middle, uh, right in Aries and right in Libra. If you connect the solstices and equinoxes, it forms the cross of God's sun. And the goat climbs the mountain better than any other animal. If you've ever seen a goat, a mountain goat climb a ledge before, it does that, just like the sun starts to climb up Capricorn. So maybe a goat or kid, you're talking about it. So you want me to just go right into it? Yeah, keep going. All right. So this is John's vision of Christ. This is how Revelation opens. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet and with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like a blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp, double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in its all brilliance. So among the lampstands was someone like the son of man. This reference is Aquarius, the sign of the man, the son of man. And they say he has a golden sash around his chest. So that's just a metaphor for the sun being an Aquarius. The hair on his head was white like wool. And the wool comes from the sheep and the sheep is Aries. So that's the ram. His eyes were like a blazing fire. Now it's talking about the blazing sun in Aries. His voice was like the sound of rushing waters. Again, this reference is Aquarius. Story of the, blo of the boy flooding the earth. Zeus. In his right hand, he held seven stars. Now the seven stars that they're talking about... Um, that they reference from time to time in the Bible is literally talking about the Pleiades. They're known as the seven sisters, but it's the seven stars. And so that's that I'm, I'm having a little bit. Of, okay, here we go. So here we go. Revelation four, seven, the first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. The first living creature was like a lion. Well, that's Leo. The second was like an ox. Well, that's Taurus. The third had a face like a man. Remember, the man is Aquarius. The fourth was like a flying eagle. So this is a little deeper into astrology. But to understand the eagle, you have to understand this. In astrology, the Scorpio scorpion is the belly-crawling creature. It's the lowest form of life on Earth. So, Tommy, this is basically how it goes. These animals that have to crawl in their belly, it's a punishment. It's a low form of life on Earth. In fact, in the Garden of Eden, the first thing that God does after the deception with the snake is take away the snake's legs. The snake used to walk in the story. Then he takes it away so it has to slither on its belly. In Mexico, during Santa de la Muerte, what you have is men that dress up in suits and they get on their hands and knees and they crawl on their belly to church. It's a low form of life. However, the evolved form of Scorpio in astrology, it's known as the ascendant is the eagle and the eagle is the highest flying form of life on earth nothing flies higher than the eagle the eagle will evolve one more time and become the phoenix and what is the story of the phoenix well the story of the phoenix is the story of jesus as the sun it's a flaming ball of life that dies and is reborn from its ashes later on it's the same story so the eagle becomes scorpio so leo taurus aquarius and scorpio are the four fixed signs of the zodiac so in astrology, you have three different kinds of signs. You have four seasons and 12 signs. Therefore, you have three seasons in each sign or three signs in each season. The first 
sign in the season is known as the cardinal sign. That's why churches have cardinals. Each one of these zodiac signs can be broken down into three 10-day segments called deacons. That is why churches have cardinals and deacons, by the way. It's all astrology. The second sign is the fixed sign, and it's right in the middle of the season. That's why it's called the fixed sign. And the third sign is the mutable sign, which takes you out of the season. Now, the fixed sign is called fixed because it's in the middle of their season. Leo is right in the middle of summer, Taurus, spring, Aquarius, winter, and the eagle or Scorpio is fall. So let's do this one more time. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. So there's people out there that actually think there's going to be a four-headed animal. This is actually called the tetramorph, by the way. The what? Um, the tetramorph. That's the name given to this four-headed animal. Um, they think that this is actually going to be in the sky. But what you need to understand is that Leo the lion and Aquarius the man are opposing signs. The eagle, Scorpio, and Taurus the bull are opposing signs. So reading this one more time, the first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. So is there going to be a four-headed animal in the sky, or is it literally just making this pattern? I don't know if you could see the red here, but I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know if you see this pattern that it's making, but yeah. it's making a cross right through the zodiac. So which is more likely? Okay, yeah. Revelation 5.5. 5. Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and the seven seals. This mentions Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is also the Lion of Judah, or Leo. The Son rules the planet Leo and is able to open the scroll and the seven seals. So let me go through this real quick. What, what, what slide are we on? What slide are we on? 20? Um, 20? Let me go through this again. Let's show you this. This is Aquarius. This is the sign of the man. When the sun or Jesus, because the story is Jesus is an astrotheological, anthropomorphic allegory of the sun going through the 12 zodiac signs in what's known as the hero's journey by Joseph Campbell. Mm -hmm. We all go through the hero's journey. Okay, so Aquarius is the man. When Jesus, the sun, the sun in the sky, the son of God is in Aquarius, he is known as the son of man. When Jesus is in Pisces, the fish, he's known as the fisherman of men. And Pisces is the two fish, which is why he could feed the masses with two fish. Aries is the ram. This is why he's called the good shepherd or the lamb of God. You have Leo. He's the lion of Judah. Virgo, he's born of a virgin, and he's called the bread of life. Libra is the justice. He's called the just one. And when you're talking about cancer, too, for example, uh, the beetle, right? St. Augustine in his writings called Jesus the good beetle. He knew. He understood this. That's why he called him that. And he's betrayed in Scorpio. He dies in Sagittarius, and he's reborn in Capricorn. So those are the um, names for Jesus that they give him in church. These are the nicknames they give him in church, and it's all astrology, and no one knows any better. <clears throat> Revelation 6.1. I watched as the lamb opened the first of the seven seals. Then I heard another one. Then I heard one of the four living creatures, which we just went over, saying in a voice like thunder, come. So why does the lamb have to open the first seal? 
the lamb has to open the first seal because the lamb is Aries. And the first seal, Aries begins the year. See, we have this dumb thing in modern society where our new year starts in the winter that doesn't make sense. For all eternity, the beginning of the year was in the beginning of spring, March yeah. 21st. Right? It makes no sense. It's what it always feels like but it should why. be. Yeah. Yeah. It really should. And that's why. That's why. is because Aries begins the year. That's why the first seal is opened in Aries. Revelation 6-2. I looked, and there before me was a white horse, its rider held a bow. Well, who's the horse with the bow and the arrow? That's Sagittarius. That's what they're referring to. Revelation 6-6. Then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures, saying, two pounds of wheat for a day's wages, and six pounds of barley for a day's wages, and do not damage the oil and the wine. So let's go through this real quick. The wheat and the barley, the bread and the beer, is always in Virgo. The oil that I've mentioned and the wine, that's always in Libra. And if you look at the Zodiac Wheel, Virgo and Libra are connecting signs. So what slide are we on right now? 25? Let me show you this wheel. If you look here, the signs that I've made right here, the patterns that I've made, this, this cross right here from Taurus to Scorpio, these are known as opposing signs. Taurus, Gemini, Taurus, Aries, those are connecting signs. The patterns I'm going to show you, not only are they referencing the zodiac, but they're also making patterns in the sky. And for the particular, that one. So <clears throat> that's Virgo and that's Libra. Those are connecting signs. Revelation 6, 12. I watched he opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair. The whole moon turned blood red. And the stars in the sky fell to earth as figs dropped from a fig tree when shaken by a strong wind. So the sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair. The moon turned blood red. Figs dropped from a fig tree. The goat is Capricorn, the goat. And it's black because Saturn is the ruling planet of Capricorn, which is known as the black planet or the black cube. The Jews wear a black cube on their forehead because it's Saturnalia worship. The Muslims walk around the Kaaba in Mecca. That's Saturn worship. It's Saturn worship. Now, the moon turned blood red. Capricorn, if you go to its opposing sign, is Cancer. Cancer's ruling planet is the moon. So also the first time figs are good to eat are in June or Cancer. The second time they're good to eat are from August to October, which is basically Libra. So you're making patterns here. Revelation 7.4, then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. Now, it's important to mention this, that the Jehovah's Witnesses believe strongly that only 144,000 people get to go to heaven. That's what they believe out of this passage. That's what a lot of people believe. A lot of religious Christians believe that. They believe that it's only 144,000. Only 144,000 out of what's been estimated to be 140 billion people that have ever lived on Earth go to heaven. So one in a million. What? So one in a million. Basically, get to see God. And the thing is, is they believe that these people are predestined. So it doesn't even because matter what their actions are. So if they're if it's they're, if they're predestined to, then it. Correct. Now, I'm going to show you how everyone gets to go see God. 
because the Bible also has an Eastern influence. You familiar with the chakras? Yes. Okay. There are seven chakras. The root has four petals. The sacral has six. The solar plexus has 10. The heart has 12 and the throat has 16, which equals 48. The third eye chakra is represented by 96 and only has two petals because it's two times as powerful as the lower chakras. 48 times two is 96. The crown chakra is a thousand times more powerful than the lower six chakras. When you add the lower six, you get 96 plus 48 is 144. You multiply that by the crown chakra of a thousand, you get your 144,000. What this is telling you in code is when you've activated all your chakras, that's when you get to go see God. Hmm. That's what they're telling you. Now, it's important to note, too, that Christ is Christos in Greek. That means oil. And they were Jews during the time that the Bible was being written, the Old Testament, that were writing it in Greek, too. They're called Hellenistic Jews. Now, the oil, uh, we can get into that later, but basically Revelation 9.3. And out of the smoke, locusts came down on the earth and were given powers of the scorpions on earth. So what are locusts? You have to understand that locusts are, are two different things in the Bible. If you look at Leviticus 11, if you look at Leviticus 11, locusts are a food. Locusts are a food. Um, they tell you that you can have grasshoppers, crickets, locusts um, as food because they, 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 joint, they have jointed legs, so they're kosher. So they're a food source, so that's, that's good. That also explains why when they're trying to get you to eat bugs nowadays or you see all those articles coming out, um, that's where they're getting it from. They're getting it from the Bible. However, the locusts are also a plague. If you remember in Exodus, it's one of the plagues. So what is the scorpion? The scorpion is Scorpio. But what is the power of scorpion? It's a betrayer. So it's a food source. So that's a good thing. But then it's also a plague. So that's the betrayal. So that's the power that it's given. Revelation 9-7, the locusts look like horses prepared for battle. On their heads, they were something like crowns of gold, and their faces resembled human faces. Their hair was like women's teeth, and their teeth were like, and their hair was like women's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth. They had tails with stingers like scorpions. The locusts, let me just do it from here. The locusts look like horses. The horse is Sagittarius. On the heads, they wore something like crowns of gold. The gold is the sun. So that's the sun in Sagittarius. Their face resembled human faces. Who are the humans? Well, that's Aquarius. That's um, Virgo, the man and the woman. Their hair was like women's hair. So that's Virgo, the woman. And their teeth are like lion's teeth. Well, that's Leo. The woman, Virgo, and the lion, Leo, are connecting signs on the zodiac. They had tails with stingers like scorpions. Scorpio and Sagittarius, the scorpion and the horses, those are also connecting signs. Lots of patterns going on here that are very deliberate. Now, Revelation 12, a great sign appeared in heaven. And this is another one that people think that they've seen already or that's going to happen. But the great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its head. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. 
So, a woman clothed with the sun is the sun clothed in metaphor in, in Virgo. It's just a metaphor. Now, if the sun is in Virgo, the moon will be at her feet. So, this one, there's 12 signs of the zodiac. There's a 24-hour-a-day clock. So, just by math, the sun spends two hours a day at each sign every single day. If the sun is in Virgo at this point, that's between 4 and 6 p.m. And if the sun is still out... That means the moon is at her feet, right? Whereas if the moon is up, the sun is at her feet. Now, another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous dragon. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. The constellation Draco on the left is the dragon, and look at its tail. Its tail goes from Aries to Sagittarius, which is one-third of the zodiac, or one-third of the stars out of the sky. It's just that simple. There's not going to be a dragon and a woman in the heavens. This is just astrology, just like everything else is astrology. Revelation 13.2, the beast I saw resembled a leopard, but had feet like those of a bear and a mouth like that of a lion. Okay, so there's a constellation called Camelopardalis, which is in Gemini. Camelopardalis is broken up into two words, camelos, which means camel, and pardalis, which means leopard, the camel leopard. In fact, the giraffe, its early name was Camelopardalis. It was the it was the camel leopard. That's what they called it. They looked at this weird looking fucking thing and they said, This is a Camelopardalis. It makes sense, right? A camel leopard in a way, how you, you like merge the two. Mm -hmm. But um, so that is in Gemini. Had feet like those of a bear. Well, the bear is Ursa Major. That's the great bear. And that is in Cancer. Now Gemini and Cancer are connecting signs now the mouth of that of a lion well that's leo now gemini cancer and leo are three signs in a row so you have three zodiac signs in a row in these two sentences you think it was done on coincidence no then i saw a second beast coming out of the earth it had two horns like a lamb but it spoke like a dragon well the lamb is Aries and the ram but it spoke like a dragon well the dragon is draco which takes place in aries too so that's just playing while talking about aries cargoes of cinnamon and spice of incense myrrh and frankincense of wine and olive oil of fine flour and wheat cattle and sheep horses and carriages and human beings sold as slaves so let's break this one down first Myrrh and frankincense that were brought to Jesus are both part of the olive plant family. And olives are Libra, remember? Olive oil, that's when you process it. Wine is Libra, olive oil is Libra. So the first sentence is talking about Libra. Now the fine flour and the wheat, that takes place in Virgo, the lady with the wheat stalk. That's when you harvest that. Libra and Virgo are connecting signs. The cattle is Taurus and the sheep is Aries. Those also are connecting signs. Horses and carriages. Well, the horse is Sagittarius. Now, the carriage, there is a constellation called Origa uh, that, was, that was listed in Ptolemy's 150, I'm sorry, 150 AD, his 48 constellations. So they knew about this at the time. The carriage is called Origa. Um, and horses and carriages are opposing signs carriages in gemini human beings virgo and libra so this is just what they're talking about now that's the book of uh, revelation 
theologically. Let's talk about hell for a second. Let's see if we can build on this. So, Tommy, how do we detect pain? Through our nerves. There you go, bud. The nervous system. Brain, spinal cord, nerve endings, neurons. So let me explain. Well, it it shouldn't just say, it shouldn't say Brian, and it shouldn't say male (laughs) nervous system. Gotta get a new one. Yeah. But this makes a point, though. That's how you detect pain. So let me ask you a question. When you give up your ghost at the end, uh, or in other words, you pass away and you give up your body, we know the soul is immortal. When you give up your body and you don't have a nervous system, how are you going to burn and feel pain without a nervous system? The truth is, is that hell has been inverted and perverted, and I'm going to teach you that. Hell is actually a real place on Earth, and it's called winter. Let's get into that. The idea of a fiery pit where you burn for all eternity is ridiculous when you think about it logically. Hell is actually winter on Earth. Why? It's cold. The vegetation and beautiful flowers and plants are dead. The trees shed their leaves and bear no fruit. It's freezing cold out. People tend to get sick more often. Dangerous animals, if they're not hibernating, are scavenging and scouring for food. It's dangerous for humans. Now, you're familiar with Dante's Mm-hmm. The divine comedy, right? Yeah, it's it's not fire. It's the center of hell is freezing. Just look at that. It's the lake you know of why? ice. Because, yeah. because the devil, or Satan, is frozen up to his belly in ice. Because his wings are flapping so hard that he's freezing everything over. So everything, everyone, everything starts to melt. He just freezes right over again. The Italian word for winter is inverno. You flip a letter inferno and pervert its meaning you get the concept of hell this picture is dante alighieri's the divine comedy satan's in the bottom level of hell as you can see he's frozen up to his waist in a frozen tundra because his wings are flapping so hard that it's freezing everything over dante knew hell was winter the bible even says it what happens in hell tommy there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth but when do you gnash your teeth when do you chatter your teeth in in the cold or the heat exactly hell is actually winter so we've done the book of Revelation. We've done hell. Now, Satan and Lucifer, let's tackle that. Satan does not exist. He's not a red devil with a tail and a pitchfork. In fact, the earliest paintings of him in the 900s, he was actually blue. Hence where we get the Duke blue devils from. The Hebrew word for Satan is Hashatan, which literally translates to adversary. And the Christians will later call him the accuser. In proper context, two competing sports teams are Satan's to one another. That's all Satan means. It's an adversary. That's it. Lucifer, he is known as the light bringer. In Genesis 1-3, and God said, let there be light. Well, how can there be light without the light bearer? He brings the light. Lucifer is immediately mentioned in the Bible, if not by name, but by action and purpose. Lucifer is also known as the morning star. And here's where we get astrologically. The morning star is also known as the planet Venus. And the reasoning is, if you go out and you look at the sky just before the sunrise in the east, right, you'll see a bright pinpoint light above it. That's Venus. It announces the arrival of God's only begotten sun, the light of the world every day. More so, Lucifer is also known to have a pentagram. That's his symbol. Continuing with Lucifer as Venus, if you follow Earth and Venus's orbit around the sun in a year's time, they almost connected five points. You connect them, you get the pentagram, and that's what you're looking at right here. This is where they almost merge, and it's the pentagram. And it's important to realize, too, is the pentagram, Christians are scared of it. Initially, at the very early, 
early, early beginning of Christianity, the pentagram was a symbol for Christianity because what it was, was it represented the five points of infliction on Jesus. You have the wrists, you have the feet, you have the spear of destiny in the side, and you have the crown of thorns. That's five. That's what it used to represent. So let's do Baphomet. First, you're looking at this picture of Baphomet, which is a, which is a standard one. Now, people get absolutely shit-brained every time the Church of Satan puts one of these up, but they have no idea what they're looking at. So the first thing you're going to notice is you're going to notice Elephas Levi's name at the bottom right there. He's the first person to invert the pentagram, point it down. And when a pentagram is pointed down, people think it's evil, but it's not. When a pentagram is pointed down or when, when, it, when there's two points up or one point up, depending on if it's pointing up or down, just differentiates winter and, and summer. That's all it does. Now, the goat head is Capricorn, the goat, and the man, the body, is Aquarius. These are connecting signs in the zodiac, okay? And also, the ferment of Aquarius connects to the opposing sign of Virgo, the sign of the woman. This is why Baphomet has breasts. The ancients knew the divine was both masculine and feminine, left brain masculine and right brain feminine. It's why Baphomet has a pair of tits. It's not a demonic entity. It's the joining of the male and female. That's all you're looking at right here. The original tranny. The original tranny. There you go. <laughs> I, like to, I like to finish with this. My point, once again, is not that those ancient people told literal stories and they are now smart enough to take them symbolically, but that they told them symbolically and we are now dumb enough to take them literally. And that is... Revelation, hell, Satan, Lucifer, and Baphomet. There's nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear. Well, I was going to say, that seems to be the takeaway, is it's not fearful. Like, don't don't give in to fright. Don't, don't, because you're saying, you know, you're saying hell is, is winter. Winter is my favorite time of the year. I love going up to the mountains. It's quiet. It's snowing. It's, it's, it's dark by 4 p.m. You build a fire. You cozy up to it. And, you know, some, right. I like summer, you understand too. From an astrotheological perspective, you have to understand is that the Bible is just basically an encoded farmer's almanac that maps out the heavens yeah. and tells you what to do when. And you, you also can't have, if you've ever loved, lived someplace that doesn't really have seasons, it gets old. Like my friends that yeah. live in L.A., they're like, you really enjoy the weather. And then after like six months, you forget that it's even there. And it's not until, you know, you go up, like I'm in New England right now, you get summers and you get bitter winters, but you yeah. come to a pre, right around the time you're getting sick of the season, you get into the next one. And it, it's constantly. It's just, it's the people, it's, it, 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 it takes away their natural, like as we evolve as human, humans in society, like whenever it rains in LA, there's like 40 accidents an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like they can't, they, they don't, they don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. And when it snows in Florida, they're like a mess. They're shut down. But it's it, it it's like the spice of life. I, I, I love, I, like, I'm ready for it to start getting warmer. And sure enough, it's starting to get warmer. I'm in warmer. Long Island, man. I get all the seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just long enough so that you can get tired of one and then wait. Yeah, and right when you're kind of getting sick of the summer, you start to get that crisp fall breeze. You're like, beautiful, right? And yeah. then you get ready for Christmas and it's bitter cold. And, like, the holidays aren't great unless it's fucking cold out. You want to be inside. It's cozy, right? And then yeah. after around, yeah, you're in March. You start to kind of get depressed. And then, sure enough. Looks, it, it, honestly, it might just be because I'm from New York. But yeah. it looks so weird to me. When like they show like Christmas or New Year's in Florida and everything's hot, I hate palm it. Trees are all decorated. I hate it. I, I feel I feel like I'm like, what is that? No, it's 
it's just and yeah it's nothing to fear you don't look at it it's like i'm telling you everything has a genesis and everything's genesis is positive even the swastika you know what the swastika yeah, is that was, is, that Indi- is that indian peace sign no it's not even that it's astrology oh. in its original form it's astrology what you do with what you do with the swastika is remember the solstices and the equinoxes mm-hmm. you have a uh, summer winter uh fall spring makes the cross mm-hmm. if you take the big dipper on those four days and you rotate and you you place it around polaris our north star it makes the swastika this is a seventeen thousand year old symbol oh, we yeah. have we have a swastika from ukraine that's seventeen thousand years old yeah and it'll never be reclaimed it'll never be reclaimed because all they did was all the nazis did was they flipped Inversion. they inverted it ver- vertically and that's all they did to it again you flip it and pervert it yeah and it, it does it's kind of like uh it's like as time goes on in your life, I've I've stopped holding on to eras of my life. Like we're all going to college, you're going to lose your high school friends, you're leaving college, and you're like, now I just kind of look at it as like I cherish them that they happened, and like I don't necessarily stay in touch with those friends anymore. But I'm yeah. happy they ha- and like I started the podcast in 2019, and now I'm in the podcast era, and I meet guys like you, and I I will enjoy this era for what it is, yeah. and eventually. Oh, but it's a little different for me though, because the work that I'm into right now, I lost a lot of friends growing yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, it can be painful, but and you know, and then there's like the next level. You know, we were talking about funerals. It's like funerals are painful, but also a lot of people in my you know family cousins they're all starting to start families and it's like it's this rejuvenation and all the parents well, are I'll now becoming grandparents right now. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this right now it was a good family friend the father passed mm-hmm. the day that the father passed another good family friend um who's a couple years younger than me had his son yeah his firstborn son yeah it's the circle yeah and like you can you cannot have one without the other like no because it doesn't reflect that's why evil has to exist people don't understand evil has to exist because it reflects good you have to have look look at what happens in the bible right remember in the bible where god is in heaven with all the angels remember how there's a phrase in the bible that says why do you love or 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 lucifer or just i forget one of the angels is like why do you love the humans more than us we have free will who are the angels the angels would literally just sing god's praise the marionettes of god and and blows trumpets and and what happened god got fucking bored yeah 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 god was he was in southern florida for a decade and he was like can we get a snowstorm like right and i'm from new york man we have snowbirds man we have elderly couples over here that spend like the winter in in uh in florida they have a house in florida they spend the winter there and they come here and spend the summer in in new york i wouldn't even do that i just get used to it but maybe there's like a lesson in there. It's like as you get towards the end of your life, you're kind of finished with the polarity. And you're like, yeah, you kind of want to go have heaven for a bit. And you go have heaven. Yeah. And maybe you're in heaven for a couple millennia and you're like, let's go back to earth. Like, let's, yeah. see, let's see what the suffering is. That's what like, it is. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And it, well, the main takeaways is, is it's don't fear. You know, yes. you're still going to suffer. There's still going to be pain. Even when you have these no, nice moments of talking about the circle of life, it doesn't make a funeral any less, doesn't make you cry any less hard, right? Right. But it allows you to maybe not fear it to your bones. You're still going to have fear, but instead of this right. existential, I smoke too much pot, I'm freaking out, like, don't give in to that. Like, right. that. that's hell. That's actual suffering. Well, 100%, 100% of, 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 of the religious people, the Christians, 
that follow and everything, they believe in this stuff literally, and they're terrified of it. They live in fear. They live in fear of making, of stepping out of line and making a mistake. Yeah. And my work is just out there to show you, listen, and they have to jump through a lot of hoops to explain talking donkeys and this and sure. that called apologetics, right? And my work just basically shows, listen, this is a star map. That's what this is because the, what, is, what else do the ancients do? They would, there was no, no sky pollution. There was no industry. You know, They could look outside in the sky and see everything, and they had to know this. This is the earliest calendar. We can look at our computer right now and tell you what time it is, what day it is. I can look at the weatherman and be like, shit, it's going to snow tomorrow. You know, I, I know what to do. The ancients didn't have that. They worked on dream interpretations, for God's sakes. Mm. That's what they did. That's why there's so many stories of dream interpretations. You know, they didn't have any of that kind of stuff. The Bible is an encoded farmer's almanac, and there's nothing to fear about it. And that's what I teach people. Yeah. And that's what I do on my YouTube channel, Micah Dank Truth Bombs, is I just, I go through every book of the Bible. And and I've, I've not only traced this codex that I've come up with, or the cipher, I've traced it to the Sumerian works, the Babylonians, the Egyptians, the Jews, the Christians, the Muslims. I've traced it to, through all that. It's they're all written this way. They're all encoded like this, and there's nothing to fear. Like one thing I've I've always kind of found in deep deep meditation, the rare times I can get there, is the kind of realization or discovery that life isn't about pursuing happy and staying away from sad. It's more about finding peace and staying away from fear it doesn't when you're at peace you're not necessarily blissfully happy or crying it's more of a tranquil you know be still and know that i am god and it's like that's god isn't happiness god is peace it's it's okay you're not the boat's not sinking we're just hitting some waves like it's okay anxiety that's i've i've been clinically depressed I, i lost a brother to suicide I would take depression every day over anxiety. I think anxiety has put me in the hospital. Like that shit to me is hell. And it's, it's yeah. kind of this, again, it's, I guess like the cross happiness, sadness, anxiety, uh, uh, peace is, right. that's what it is. It's like, it's okay to, you're not always going to be happy. You can't always be happy. You get tolerances to stuff. McDonald's gets old. You can't play the same video game forever. Like right. it's more so don't, don't don't fear. That is what really destroys the experience right. on earth. Remove fear. At the end of the day, the the of the day, there are real answers. The way I the way I see it is the universe. It's built on laws. It's built on karma. It's built on mathematics. There's universal laws. Mm-hmm. Things make sense. You know the 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 the, the, um, the, the physicians, the, the the physics people, right? The people into quantum physics and physics are always looking for that universal code that basically explains everything that ties everything together and they will find it because there is an orderly way of the universe Mm. and if you have to jump through so many hoops to explain your faith then you're missing something because things are very easily explained if you know what you're looking for and that's what i try to do yeah uh then albert einstein said it's like if you can't explain it to a five-year-old then you don't understand it well enough and i think that's what i do is i explain like what i just explained to you in the book of revelation took me 11 years yeah or i think steve Jobs said he was like simplicity is the most difficult thing because that means you've truly understood a system like i I, the best system isn't going to be the most complex system the best system is something that has like no failure points it's just easy right Right. like you can't fuck up a crowbar like you can't you can't right you can break a swiss watch you can break a computer you can't you gotta really go out of your way to mess up a hammer right right it's just like it's kind of there like 
you fuck it up. Congratulations. That was impressive. Like, yeah, yeah that's what it is. It's, it's the simplicity. And if you have to find even you can we can find it in our own selves like if we're trying to explain away something you did that maybe wasn't the nicest thing and you're like well this happened and this happened and, and you start to realize you're like maybe i was just being mean to someone right yeah maybe it's yeah, not everything everything has its simplistic answers everything does yeah and it's beautiful because that's how it should be again that even that is almost a representation of peace right right it's like complexity is almost like a fear it's like it's all this and you gotta and versus peace is like hey man it's just right here what yeah. i gotta do next time i come on to you is is, yeah. is my what is god presentation i'd love that i'd love that man yeah i love having you on dude i fucking love the talks they're i they're they're gen i wouldn't keep having you on if i didn't appreciate them i don't i don't have a boss it's just me that the best compliment <laughs> i can give anyone is to invite them back on the show because it's just you. it's just me. There's there's no focus group. There's no hey Tommy, we need to schedule Micah. You know, it's if I want to, I will, and if I don't, I won't. So the fact that you're here is is the best praises I can give. I appreciate um, it. So what, what do you think, man? I mean, I love it. Dayton, Lucifer, all that stuff. It's pretty simple, right? I love it. It's it's the same idea of like when you get older. You know, when you're a little kid and you're scared of the dark, versus yeah. getting older and you're like, no, it's just it's just dark out. It's still my bedroom. There are no demons in the closet. You're like, it's just dark out. And you remember that, right? A noise at night isn't necessarily something bad. It's just the wind. That's what it is. It's this, don't don't be fearful, right? Right. It's, you know, whenever I have bad anxiety, like like the other night I didn't sleep well, and I had bad anxiety yesterday, and I just had to keep telling myself, I'm like, you just you didn't sleep well. There's there's a biological explanation. You just didn't sleep well. Right. You're a little on. I dealt with anxiety, dude. I yeah. Dealt with anxiety. Yeah. I deal with I deal. I I've dealt with anxiety. I've conquered it. Yeah. But I, I used to deal with it. I, I have every day is a peaceful day for me now. I'm I'm still I I hope to reach that point. I'm still in that in that. But I I mean I used to deal with depression a lot. I I haven't really dealt with it, and I can't even remember when. Right now, I'm in, I'm in a stage of I've been dealing with anxiety for several years, and I know there will be a day when I look back on this and go, "Oh, it's over," and it's just I accept it for what it is, and it's you move forward, right. you move forward through it, and then by the time I figure it out, there will be the next challenge. And it's, yeah, people don't seem to realize just how draining anxiety is. Oh like, my god! It, it's, it's like your brain is going full speed, and it's like to be honest with you, the the, the best way that I dealt with it, like I never got into drugs. You know, I, I did get into alcohol, but I've been off it for like two years. Sure. I don't drink alcohol for, for a various, various reasons. Yeah. Um, I used to just go to sleep because when you go to sleep, you're not in you're that mindset. Yeah. yeah, you're at peace. Yeah. And that's, I still feel that. Yeah. I don't know if you're, if you're similar, but like when you're just lying there. Yeah, and, 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 and your mind, but then you wake up. And well, then you wake takes, up, you have anxixiety, and you're like, but, takes, but you get like, you get like a minute or two where you're just calm and then everything mm. starts flooding in. I don't yeah. get that anymore. Yeah, no, I'm I I'm still working very hard and I'm getting better at dealing with it and it's it's interesting in that the way I'm getting better at dealing with it is moving through it. I used to be like, "Oh, I'm anxious. Like I got to stay in bed all day. I got to Now my really pretty relatively recently, the past 3-6 months, my my modus operandi for anxiety is like, "Oh, I'm anxious today. Get up, go to the gym, do the podcast. Like don't give it power. Do answer the emails, answer the phone calls, go to the grocery store. I know you're shaking, but stare it down and just walk through the fire. And it, it makes it a little less. You're like, Oh, it's not. It's also, it's also outrageously good character building. 
Oh whatever. yeah. Oh yeah. It'll it makes you more empathetic. It makes you more patient with people. You're like maybe they have anxiety, right? It, it certainly gives you a sense of humor too. Oh yeah, you have to. You're like yeah, you're just kind of like yeah, it does. It does. It, it makes like all the best comedians. They're fucked up. Yeah, they're all fucked and they're utterly fucked. Yeah, no good comedian came from like a great household. <laughs> they're all they're all wrecked. Um, yeah, no, it's it's great character building. It uh, it makes you fine hone things in your life. It makes you remove right. the other sources of things. You're like, listen, if I'm gonna have anxiety in my brain that I can't fix, let's at least remove the other shit. Let's clean the apartment, pay the bills, answer the voicemail. Like, let's do all the other shit first, right? Let's do the laundry. Let's shave. It's you do all that stuff. But it is also in terms of draining. I mean, it really is. It's 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 having a car. It's having a car with all the windows open and your arms out. It's like it's you're it's creating drag. You're not moving efficiently, and right. you know perhaps that's its purpose. Maybe it's to force you to become more efficient or or some spiritual equivalent of that. But it is it's draining, and it's a uh, nothing has taught me greater empathy than anxiety right. depression taught me some anxiety has taught me a where you just you don't know what someone else is the guy that just cut you off on traffic maybe he's an asshole maybe he's just having a shit dude i day. saw this meme i saw this meme that made me laugh so hard i want to send it to you i'll send it to you but All it's right. basically a cartoon of this dude sitting indian style with a harmonica and it says I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a dude sitting in the side with a harmonica and it says, use a harmonica to spice up your panic attack. <laughs> Just hyperventilating. <laughs> <laughs> I saw another great one. And it was like people with anxiety should be able to blow higher blood alcohol content when they're driving and not get arrested because the cops should go, all right. You've had four drinks, but you're an anxious person, so the first two made you normal. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like you, you should be able to relax a little more. Like, no, he's not shit faced. He's don't cut him off. He he's an anxious guy. The the right. first couple rounds just got him up to normal. That's the thing about alcohol, man. When you have anxiety and everything, it's, the first couple will lay lay you out, and then what you realize is that the day after is not worth it because your anxiety no, and everything it goes up. And then like you you move a little further down the line, and you realize that it's the alcohol when causing you completely it. Cut it off. Just cut it off. Oh it's, yeah. Oh no, it's uh I I drink less and less because it creates such anxiety and it will and it's but that's also the seductive part of it. It's for an anxious person. The relief is so great and it's so immediate that it's you know, it's a seductive thing that I'm I'm still working towards. I would like to remove it from my life entirely. I'm unfortunately not there. I still mm -hmm. I still like to have it. And it's not always bad. Sometimes it's, you know, for a wedding or or the holidays and it's yeah. fun. But uh no, it it uh it's not just that you come back down and your problems are still there. It's that alcohol withdrawal chemically gives you worse anxiety. It yes. actually it decreases the amount of GABA, gamma amino, amino butyric acid yes. in your brain, which is what Xanax increases. And it's uh, even that is like a yin and yang kind of thing, right? It's all, mm -hmm. it's the polarity. But I, I also don't think the the stages of depression in my life and stages of anxiety and stages of overeating and stages of I think they're all I think I'm experiencing them all for a purpose I think it's part of the curriculum I don't know yeah. what the curriculum is I don't know the big picture but I also don't think it's an accident I think we're I think we're learning something I don't know what well, that's what I try that's what I try and do with my work I say guys let me free you from this from this fear this irrational pain and fear mm. that's what I do with yeah. my work yeah. Yeah, it's it's almost um 
there are some lessons. So I have a, I have clinical OCD. Like actually had to see a doctor, like therapist, go through several months of it. I was like, I scored one point lower than like the hospital hospitalization threshold. Like that's that's how I got into medical school. When people ask me like, how have you done eleven hundred and fifty episodes in three years? I'm like, it's an illness. It's not. It's not a feat. It's an illness. Why is your apartment so clean? It's an illness. This is not. Don't don't applaud this. This is bad. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the things about that is um, is exposure therapy, and you know some of the worst types of anxiety is not just I have to have my apartment clean. It starts to get delusional. Like if I don't touch the doorknob, my grandma's gonna die right and i never had that but i got close to that where it's like if i don't clean this i'm gonna have a bad day part of it is is not that you will make sure it's always clean well no because now you're always a victim that's like staying drunk so you don't go through withdrawals no it's it's called exposure therapy it's sit with it a little bit at a time you can still clean your bathroom but let's maybe just let the kitchen get a little dirty you can clean every other room and let's sit with that for a week the world didn't end. All right, hey, today don't make your bed. Just don't make it. And it's very hard, and sometimes you fall down, and you, you got to start over, and that's fine. It took me seven or eight months just to get to a livable level. Of, I still have OCD, but it doesn't dominate every aspect of my life. But even that is A sort lot of, of people that have OCD, psychologically, you would say people who have uh, OCD or who develop that, it's because they feel a lack of control in their life and other aspects. Oh, and I think that I think that's... I had OCD. I had OCD in college. It's when that's when it really kicked in, and I think I was terrified of like not being successful, and that led to me getting into medical school. And then after losing my brother to suicide, it, it jumped up even more. And it was just right. well because right there's something that you're not controlling, and it's very much so manifested from that. But right. even that is almost symbolic of freeing. Like so, I'm I'm still the same person living on the same planet with the same hands and feet. But I am not dictated by, I didn't wake up at this time, therefore I'm going to have a bad day. Or I didn't meditate for this long, therefore I'm going to have a shit night. I still live in the same world. And, you know, if I was still OCD, there'd be so many things about this. Like, I wouldn't have changed our episode from 6 p.m. to 5 p.m. Like, that would have been not allowed. Versus now, it's like, yeah, and so what time is it? It's 6.04, we're four minutes over an hour. OCD Tommy would not have allowed that. Versus now, it's like... Yeah, whatever. Me and Mike are just we're shooting this shit at the end of the podcast. It's yeah. It liberates you to en- really to enjoy God's creation, this universe, yeah. this life without yeah. anxiety. Like life's really fucking cool, man. Without anxiety, like it's cool. You can go flirt with chicks. You can eat French fries. You can meditate. You can take a hot shower. You can listen to Led Zeppelin. Like we're in the coolest playground ever. Anxiety right. robs you of that. Yeah, it doesn't let you play. It's like no, it's Christmas morning. Like, fucking, I can look outside right now. The sun's hitting the clouds. There's just cars driving around. There are people in cars powered by gas. Like, how fucking wild is that? I got a bottle of water. I'm gonna call my mom after this. Like, my parents are healthy. I have a TV. I'm gonna play some video games later. I'm gonna go to bed. Tomorrow I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna go to the gym and do more podcast. Like, it is the Garden of Eden anxiety robs you of that and i think i think that's sort of a meta of what your presentation was today it's it's like fear not right yeah oh i can't wait to come back on and do the uh do the what is god man i'd I'd love to do that again like i said i wouldn't keep having you on here but um for now i say that's a 
that's a pretty good note to end on. I think I think, I think, so. I think we hit it perfect. It's that it's the last stroke on the canvas, and you go, don't add anymore. Don't fuck it there up. Don't fuck it up. So, guys, if you're listening and you want to reach out to me or you want to see more of my work, if anything, reach out to me. I respond to everyone. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Micah Dank. I have a YouTube channel, Micah Dank Truth Bombs. On my channel, I have three playlists because I've got <clears throat> like 450, 500 videos and <clears throat> people don't know where to start. I have three playlists that my that things go into. One is called Short Bombs. And the Short Bombs are basically where I just teach you stuff in two to eight, two to ten minute videos that you've never heard of before. We're not even talking about um, stereotypical conspiracies that are under the radar. We're talking about that truthers think they're talking about. We're talking about stuff that you've never heard about. And um, my other one is my astrotheology playlist where, like I just did Revelation, I've done it to, you'll see all the books that I've done it to. Um, and then the third one is an interview section. I, I don't have a podcast myself, but I do bring on the most interesting people and I, uh, I, I talk to them. So those are the three playlists, guys. Come sign up and um, I guess that's it. Yeah, I'm looking at the description now. Yeah, I got the link to your Twitter, the link to your YouTube, and then for Facebook, Instagram, I just put the name Micah Dank. What's the actual the actual handle? Is it Micah Dank? Yeah, you could just search Micah. I'm, I'm the only Micah Dank out okay. there. No, no spaces between Micah and Dank? No, nothing? Uh, on what? On, on Facebook, Instagram. Um, No, there's a space. It's Micah Dank. Okay. So, yeah, M-I-C-A-H-D-A-N-K. Yeah. And then in the description is the actual URL to the Twitter and the YouTube. Um, That's it. And then if you want, if you want to send me the links to Facebook and Instagram, I'll just actually copy and paste the URLs if you want. Hello, but, I'll uh, send you the harmonica one too. <laughs> I saw a great one the other day, and it's a it's an Easter Bunny putting putting a, a towel over some kid and goes, "Sorry, kid, I'm the Ether Bunny." Nice. <laughs> yeah, and my little brother. I said, saw the, the, the most wild one I've ever seen in my life was this TikTok screenshot that I saw of this girl and she said, <laughs> it's just so funny to repeat, to repeat this because it's a picture of her like in tears. Yeah. And she said, I was in the shower and I washed bleach out of my hair and I peed in the shower and I made toxic mustard gas and it killed my cat. <laughs> That's fucking great. Oh my God, what? There's another one. I, um, oh, fuck, I just lost it. Um, oh, it was just in my head. I just saw. There was a fucking great one that I just saw. Damn it. Damn it. It's all good. Send it to me when you can. I'll fucking try to remember. Damn it. It's on the It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember it. But, oh, yeah, whatever. I don't. Now I'm going to ruin it trying to remember. That's that's great, though. And then, uh, yeah, I saw one yesterday. The, the, the Headless Horseman. No, no. The horseless head man and it's just a guy it's a head with legs no it's retarded it's stupid but yeah but like again that's that's the part of life we should enjoy enjoy the memes don't get to, don't get too lost into it but micah i love you brother thanks for coming on here man um can't you wait too, man. let me know what kind of reception we got always always and then yeah obviously you can look at it too i just i pump out so many episodes i i, I monitor the comments for about like a couple hours and then out the window and i'm on to the next one um gotcha. so but yeah, guys, please go check out Micah. Go check out our past podcasts. We've done a couple. They're all they're all interesting. They're all always good vibes. And um, yeah, man, can't wait for the next one. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, much love. Stay safe, everybody. Thanks Recording for watching. Recording stopped. There. Love y'all. Peace.